0: Hello. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Josh Bowe, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyball.com. Coming to you with a relatively solemn Mavs Moneyball After Dark as the Chicago Bulls have beaten the Mavericks twice in the last couple of weeks, this time 117-101 in Dallas this Sunday afternoon. It is just Josh and not Kirk. Uh, Kirk is a, if you don't know, he is in. Avid Chiefs fan, and the Chiefs are currently playing a playoff game against the Cleveland Browns, and a lot of the times I have to beat Kirk with a stick to get him to take some time away from the site, so I wanted to make sure he could. So joining me instead of Kirk is Jeffrey Cooperstein. We haven't had him on in a, in a while. He kind of took a little break, but he's back with us. Jeff, thanks for coming on.
1: Josh, of course, uh, not not a good day for the Mavericks today. It was, it was a struggle basically from the start. They got out to that seven-point lead. And after that, it was basically all bulls for the next thirty-four minutes of the game.
0: Yes, and I am also glad you're here not only to give Kirk a break from uh, so he could watch the Chiefs, but as I messaged you before we hopped on, I'm uh, so, I think he w- he would, so he he would, wouldn't
1: go nuclear.
0: Yeah, I think he would have blacklisted us on Google if we had him on the if we did a podcast <laughs> after this game. Uh, yeah, you're right. This game, there's not a lot of positives to take away from it other than you know luka Doncic is that guy uh had an incredible game it's pretty crazy to look at his stat line he finished with 36 points 16 rebounds 15 assists two steals five turnovers which sounds like a lot but when you consider everything he had to do it was really not that many um only got to the free throw line six times when you when you look at that line and then you think that the bulls were basically leading by double digits for basically from the first quarter to the end of the game for the most part uh that is absolutely crazy and it's indicative of where the mavericks are in terms of hey they missed six rotation guys today um they missed they don't have dorian finney smith josh richardson jalen brunson maxi kleba uh dwight powell and then tim hardaway jr did not play not related to covid uh reasons but because he had a uh, groin injury uh all of those you know (laughs) None of those guys are really end-of-the-bench guys. The only case you can make is Dwight Powell. Uh, as I know, Matt's Twitter will make the case he's an end-of-the-bench guy. But everyone else, I mean, those are starters. Those are big-time players. So I know that the Mavericks had Luka and Kristaps, but you know, eventually I feel like this was going to catch up to them, missing all these guys. And it kind of felt yeah. like that's what happened today, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're having Tyrell Terry that he's playing rotation minutes, and he, he's just—he's not ready for that. Missing missing all those guys is really big. And even, you know, Luca finished with the 36, 16, and 15. He only had six points in the second half. He had 30 at halftime. And we I, I was thinking he might go off for a 55-point game here, and the Mavs were still going to lose because they just didn't have enough firepower to, to compete with what the Bulls had today. And it just seems like the Mavericks have these – sort of teams every year last year it was the Knicks this year it's the Bulls where we know the Mavericks are the better team they just they don't win the game for whatever reason they they play terribly they have a couple of guys missing they you know they miss some big shots they have some costly turnovers and stuff like that and I, I guess the Bulls were that team for them this year uh, it was really disappointing Luca did everything in his power to keep that team in the game I mean he was otherworldly. Uh, his teammates just just weren't good enough for him today and you know like you said when you have six rotation guys who are out and, and not playing that that kind of stuff's gonna happen
0: yeah and you bring up the point about you know last season the Mavericks lost two games early in the season to the Knicks and that's pretty funny but yeah the the stark difference is this time the Mavericks are just like I don't think I can remember a time where the Mavericks played this many games in a row without this many key contributors. You know, this is such a strange and unique season with COVID playing during the pandemic. You know, we talked about this before the season started. This is why we kind of wrote a lot about uh, the Mavericks needing to keep uh, Wes Wundu over J.J. Brea or some of the other guys at the end of the roster it was because they they were going to need everyone because it, it literally took, what, a day or two, and the Mavericks were down five guys for at least a week because of the regulations you know these guys got to quarantine for a set number of days before they can come back if they test positive they're out for even longer like it it, it was always the possibility and we tried to talk about it as much as we could before the season that this could happen at a moment's notice it would be unexpected like there's no planning for this really outside of getting your you know making sure every member on your roster is understanding that they're going to need to be, be counted on at some point in the season but like man uh, it finally felt like it just finally cut up to them. Uh, the Mavericks made eight of 31 threes. Luca was six of 11 of those thir- 31, eight of 31 threes. Uh, the rest of the Mavericks shot two of 20, uh, just no shooting in the starting lineup. Uh, the Mavericks rolled out Josh green and Wes Wundu alongside Luca, Willie Colley Stein and Chris Dops. Uh, they had some moments defensively early in the game, but the shooting was just, it was just way too hard to overcome. Uh, West was the only starter to hit a three. He was one of four. Kristaps O of seven. <laughs> Kali Stein shot one from man, the corner. He was 0 for one. Green was 0 for two.
1: Porzingis, in the first quarter, everything was short. He was taking shots from 23 feet that were going 22 feet, nine inches. They were hitting the front of the rim every time. And then it seemed like later in the game, everything was long. He just, he can't find that rhythm right now. And yeah, I know it's his third game back, but if the Mavs are going to be missing all these guys, they need him to start shooting the ball.
0: You're right. I think that's probably why if people are disappointed, despite the fact that the Mavericks were missing so many guys, it's that at the end of the day, they still had Luka and they still had Kristaps. So those are your two guys. And you would think theoretically on paper that those two guys are enough to beat a lower rung Eastern Conference team and normally i would agree and i still sort of agree like i mean it's not good to lose to the bulls by double digits no matter what the circumstances are uh but obviously christops it, he's look he looks very much like he looked to start last season when he was coming back from that and his knee surgery and the rehab uh it's 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 kind of shocking how similar he looks to that same christops who was kind of feeling his way out at the beginning of last season kind of Not too involved in direct action, taking a lot of spot up shots. Uh, And as we knew, know as after that season, uh, he is a much better player when he's involved more directly in the offense. Not necessarily getting up shots, but just touching the ball, setting screens, being you know involved in the action, uh, doing dribble handoffs, you know, screening with Luca. That happened a little bit. uh, Happened a little bit more in the second half, and Prazingis got going a little bit closer toward the basket. Uh, But though seven from three. I mean, maybe a couple of those threes were, were questionable, but, like, at the end of the day, like, he's, he's going to be a guy that averages between seven and ten threes a game, and he's just got to start making them. I didn't see a ton of threes that I, he shot today that I was, like, wincing at. They were mostly relatively open, spot-up looks, and, like, at the end of the day, he just has to shoot his way through it, I think, and just start making these threes. What would you think of his oh. game?
1: No, yeah, I, I I think you hit it on the head, really. I mean, he's just gonna have to start shooting his way out of it, and it it is really similar to how he looked last year. I mean, he he came out he he came out firing at the beginning of last year, and then he went through that lull for a little bit, and you know had to sit out some games because he was slowly coming back, and he really turned it on right you know around January, and I think it, we might see a thing where it it might take him a couple of more weeks for him to get back into rhythm and for him to get back to to his to His normal self, where he's you know one of the main parts of the offense, which the Mavs obviously need him to be. You, you I mean, you you can see that he's trying to get involved in the offense. It's just not coming to him right now, and he, his minute restrictions are are going up every game. I what I think he played 31 minutes today, so he's starting to he's starting to ramp that up even more too. So I think you just the more game time he gets, the the more the rest will be knocked off, and he'll be fine. I'm not concerned about him today. It was it was just a shame that that no one on the team, including him, could do could do anything else to to get this offense going.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a struggle. And it was kind of why I made the point, I believe, when the first uh announcements of the players that were were gonna be out due to COVID, uh health and safety protocols. I think I made a point either on the podcast or on the site or on Twitter somewhere. I said something like, I don't care how the Mavericks win games uh, during this stretch. They just have to win them. Like, I don't care if they barely win by one. I don't care if they shoot 30% and they win a game like 92 to 87, like every win right now, they're just basically stealing wins because of how decimated their roster is. And I think when I said that I had this type of game in mind where they're just, they're just outmatched because they're just missing so many guys and, Chris Topps doesn't look the way that he should yet because he's working his way back. And, I mean, man, like, you, you just look up and down the roster and it's like, well, what more do you expect, like, from Wetsu Uwundu and Josh Green and, and some of these guys that just are not proven three-point shooters? This is just not going to happen. Um,
1: it, I will it, say, it's, you know. it's not fair to expect that from, from Uwundu and Green to, to, to make, you know, 35 or 40% of their threes. That's just not their game. I mean, and, you know, the Mavericks had multiple chances to get back into the game. There was that run in mm-hmm. the end of the second quarter. I think the Mavericks scored on seven or straight, seven or eight straight uh, possessions and had one stop to show for it. So say they ended up getting three or four stops in that run where Luka was just going scorched earth and making everything. They're right right in the game at halftime, and it's a completely different game. So I, not, they weren't good on offense, but they didn't get the stops necessary either, to, either to get themselves back in.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you made that point. I think that's where we should talk about next is yeah, the offense. I think a lot of people are going to talk about because of all the missed shots and so forth, but you kind of hit the nail on the head. They did not get the stops. The bull shot 50% uh, from the floor and they were seven of 25, 28% from three. They did so much damage at the basket and say what you will about the offense. Uh, you know, Wessowundu, when you start a starting lineup with Prazingis, Collie Stein, Owen, and Josh Green, you're doing that because you're basically conceding, like, okay, we don't have enough for to we don't have enough offense, but let's try to win an ugly defensive game. And they did not. Um, I don't really know anyone who had a particularly good defensive game. You know, Luca made a couple of good defensive plays, but man, a lot of guys beat off the dribble. A lot of guys scoring at the rim uh, against your centers like Kristaps, Willie Cauley Stein, Boban—they all got scored on at the rim. Uh, just there, just wasn't enough resistance, and that's the one thing. Like if you're if you want to be like really upset about this loss, uh, despite the fact that they they're missing so many guys, like they still were playing some capable defenders on the floor with the one-do and Porzingis and Cauley and Josh Green and James Johnson. Um, you know guys that have that couldn't that have the possibility to make defensive plays and it just felt like it just didn't happen you're right like man they, they every time it felt like they were going on a run they they were just trading baskets and then they would go cold yeah. and chicago kept
1: scoring absolutely I, no and that's really what happened i mean you you mentioned johnson's name i thought he had a pretty terrible game today maybe one of his worst games as a math there, there were the, a couple of them that 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 after timeout play where he threw the ball out of bounds and then he had enough, he had a few other bad turnovers and wasn't great on defense today they they need guys like him to step up in the absence of of all the rotation players as well so i mean it was it it wasn't it, i mean it it wasn't one guy that cost them half the game today it was obviously a collective effort when you lose by 16 like they did so the, but you, the good thing is is that they have a chance to bounce back tomorrow night at, against a pretty good team in Toronto and we'll we'll see how it goes we'll see what what adjustments carlisle makes if any if he goes with that same lineup i doubt he goes with that same starting lineup Uh, and i guess it'll depend on the on the availability of brunson but uh they're gonna have to make more shots than they did today and they're gonna have to get more stops i mean really they they need a collective collectively better effort than they had today
0: yeah and what as they go forward like the the thing that's crazy about this season is that there's no there's basically no rest or no time to uh, think about these things because the, the games are just coming they're playing tomorrow against toronto they play wednesday against indiana they play friday against san antonio saturday against houston uh you know monday and then you're on know, the following week monday against denver then wednesday friday against utah like i mean this season you're not you know you're getting at, at most a day off between games and then you're right back to it so what do you see from them Tomorrow, second night of a back to back, they're going to be on the road. Uh, I guess a Toronto team that is also struggling, and they're not uh, playing up to maybe their expectations that they had before the season started. Uh, what do you what do you see from this team tomorrow and the rest of uh, next week to try to get them out of, out of the little mini funk that they're they're currently in.
1: Well, I, I know the last time they had a back-to-back with the Bulls, they went to Houston and beat them and played one of their better games of the season. So I, I think they'll they'll play better tomorrow night for sure. Like I said, hopefully they'll have Brunson available for tomorrow. I know he's questionable. Uh, they haven't said yet, but like like you said, it, it's gonna the games come thick and fast, and there's no time to really even think about what happened and what went wrong. It's you got to go out there and play again, and and hopefully that. You, you make some more shots and get some more stops, and, and everyone puts in a better collective effort. Over the over the course of the season, you're going to need everybody. You know, you're going to need your Tyrell Terry's. I think Nate Hinton played in the first quarter for a little bit. You uh, You're, you're going to need you're going to need those kind of guys. And I think you know the NBA has has talked about adding another roster spot, another two way spot, and the Mavericks could definitely use that. Especially, they could use that more than ever right now. Uh, so, I mean, I think you'll see the Mavs add another guy and try to get another body in here and, and see what happens. But you're, it's, the NBA is, you know, it's one of those leagues where if you lose a game, you have a chance to go out the next night or the night after that and rectify it. So it's not like this loss is the end of the world where there's some trouble, troubling trends that happen in this game. Yeah, absolutely. But they they have 26 hours now to go out and they're, they're going to be back on the court again in Tampa.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. It's and it's a kind of like a catch 22. You don't want to take a loss like this and start thinking that the sky is falling. But at the same time, you know, they're six and six. And that doesn't necessarily that's not like terrible. Obviously, it's below maybe what we expected before the season. But it's like, it's a weird give and take where, you know, it's not the end of the world with some of these losses as they're working their way through a lot of different things that are outside of their control with COVID. And, you know, Kristoff's coming back from an injury. But at the end of the day, like, the, still count. The,
1: the, yeah, it, the schedule as well has been impossible for them. I mean, 11 yeah. of the first 16 on the road is really difficult. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there are things that have certainly gone against them. And, no, they, it, it is not the end of the world at all that we're sitting here at 6-6 six and six after 12.
0: Yeah, and it's just going to be a thing that stinks, though. Like, if they when they get their guys back and when they're fully healthy, you know, when they get these six guys that are out and they're back, um, by then you would imagine Kristaps is even a little bit more comfortable than he is right now and maybe hopefully playing a little bit better. I mean, they could really go on a major run because they still haven't looked as bad as they possibly could uh, without all those guys missing. I mean, they got two double-digit wins the following games after uh, all the COVID scare guys had to go out. So uh, th- there's a chance they could go on a run, and then when you look back on the season, you're going to say, like, oh, they missed out on the f- – you know, maybe they missed out on the fourth seed by a game or two, and you're going to look back at these losses against the Bulls and, and you know, that loss against Charlotte. But, you know, there there's nothing you could do about it. Uh, they just need to get themselves right and not think too hard on that. Uh, and I know that's what, what Rick Carlo and these guys are doing. So, yeah, I don't <laughs> – this was such a game, like weird game. It felt like the game storyline, like everything about this game was decided, like after, like by halftime or so. And I don't really know what else to talk about. Like they just they played poorly on both ends of the floor. They're missing a lot of guys, so it's not the end of the world. But they got to be better. Yeah, uh, Jeff, yeah. is there anything? I mean, is there anything? Anything else you want to add before we get out of here?
1: No, I mean you really, you really hit it. There wasn't a whole lot after after halftime, unless the Mavs had made you know a significant comeback or something. Out of the ordinary happened, except that Luca got you know his fifth technical in twelve games. He's well on his way to the suspension. I'm just hoping yeah. that suspension happens before the playoffs start.
0: <laughs> yeah, same here. He he probably earned it today though. He's been on. He's if you look at his uh, last couple of games, um, he has not got to the free throw line. I mean, let's to today against the Bulls, he had six attempts. A game before that, Milwaukee seven. The Charlotte win two, the Orlando win three. Um, he's not gotten a lot. He's gotten the short end of the whistle uh, this last week or so. So uh, it's actually feels like he now has a point after maybe sometimes he complains even when he is getting some calls, but uh, no matter they got to they got to flush this one and go to the next one. So again, the Mavericks lose to the bulls 117 one Oh one. I think we're going to get out of here. Enjoy the rest of our Sunday. Sunday evening the Mavericks will play again tomorrow on uh, MLK Day 6 30 central time against the Toronto Raptors on the road Uh, even though it's on the road the Raptors are currently playing in Florida uh, due to COVID uh, not have not playing games in Canada so uh, it should be me and Kirk back but Jeff uh, thanks again for hopping on and we appreciate it maybe we'll get you back on uh, for another one of these games thanks again
1: of course man anytime
0: Yeah. So for Josh and Jeff, this is Mavs Moneyball After Dark, and we will talk to you Monday night.